All right, and good evening, and welcome back to the Dunnigan Mott Music and Movie Podcast. Devin Dunnigan, and here with me once again is Mr. Stephen Mott. How you doing, Stephen? Great, Brother Z. All right, that's great. Well, um, we are here today to do a review of our album, actually. The first album, and as of now, the Soul Studio album by the Swingin' Doors Band, Ode to Michael. Um, this is pretty much me and, it's me and Steven on, on many of the tracks, and then Steve, Steven himself on a bunch of the tracks as well. And, um, I'm just going to toss it over to you real quick, Stephen. Um, I guess talk about some of the background real quick before we get into it. All right. Well, uh, I had an album that I put together uh, of our stuff before, but uh, I didn't really like the setup. So uh, this, like you said, this is technically the first uh, album by us, studio, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, it was kind. Of, it was pretty much recorded February to May of this year, and then released. Or this version was officially released on May third, two thousand twenty. And uh, I guess I guess that's about all for that, brother. Uh, and we some of these songs we recorded at at Devin's house. Uh, some at one at my house, and then the rest we just or I just kind of put together from Garage Band. So. <laughs> Uh, that's about it, I guess, brother. Uh, if you want to get into the track listing, or you got anything else to say? Well, um, I mean, I'm just kind of like you said. We recorded some at my house, and then a couple, uh, one at your house, and then we recorded several on, like you, like you said, the Garage Band, and um, yeah, um, you, I guess you can get into the track listing now. I don't have much. Yeah, we. We can get into the details of the stuff, you know, by track, I guess. All right, that's fine. And um, all right, first we got uh, one called Michael's Deep Cuts. Um, This is one I wrote, and uh, basically uh, I had the music, or I had a riff, and then I didn't know what to write about. So as as, uh, normal, I just wrote about Michael Myers. (laughs) So... (laughs) That's that's just what I did, brother. What do you think of it? Oh, I liked it. I, I mean, that's the one thing listed to this. I mean, I was very surprised. At least to me, you can write some pretty de- some pretty good songs. I mean, come up with some cool riffs and actually write good lyrics. I mean, it, unlike me, with I could come up with a rhyme scheme, but that's about it. But um, yeah, I well, liked it. It was a good. Yeah, track. usually when I'm writing stuff, especially when it's about Michael. I, sometimes I leave it unintentionally rhyme stuff. Like I've done that a lot before, but that's not really my main focus. My main focus yeah. is just to try to make it fit and make sense is my main focus of it, you know. Yeah. And um, really, uh, that's all I have to say about that one. I, I basically just came up with that one in a day because I came up with a riff. It sounded pretty good. And I got to say, too, that, that it was around the time that, that – uh, that you referred me to listen to that Kiss album, and you know that that style of, of song kind of it, it was kind of inspired by that sort of in that spirit. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah. Because because the riff it was basically just the riff, and then through the whole song pretty much, and then you know 
uh, just not many instruments in it, just pretty much in the style of, well, not really like Kiss, but it's just that's what I had in mind with it. So uh, you got anything else to say about that one, brother? Um, no, um, that's pretty much it. All right, brother. Uh, the next one is going to be one that we that we first. Uh, it's we're, let's let's tell the story about how we wrote this one, the Swinging Doors song. This, okay. this is an interesting story. Um, so Devin, you came up with the with the drum part first and you just came up with a, a groove and then you did a solo in the middle and then ended it up. And then you told me to, to go put some stuff over it. And, uh, that's pretty much how we did it. But this version we recorded, um, uh, at Devin's house. Uh, uh-huh. and then, so Devin did a diff- uh, solo on it. Um, uh, did a great job on the solo. Oh, uh, and we just pretty much, uh, and and another thing I would like to add, this I know this detail is kind of it doesn't really matter if you don't really know music, but on the on the first uh, version of it, I did it in F because it was it, it was just a more comfortable way to play it because I was playing it on the tablet, and uh, on this one I had to play it in E because I had to play the open string and kind of like do it open, so I had to do it differently. That's just a little detail I would like to add. So. Uh, is there anything you have to say about it, Brother Elf? Well, um, the drum groove, I was inspired by the Molly Hatchet track, Satisfied Man, off their 1984 album, The Deed Is Done. And um, that was pretty much my my biggest influence with the kind of groove for the song. Um, I, I was very much impressed with the way I played drums at the at, through the solo and stuff in the middle of it. Um, I really didn't think I could put together a decent drum solo for nothing, but uh, I was very impressed with myself. And I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but um, I thought I did pretty good for my. For, I mean, looking at I myself, think, big, I think you did. A, I think you did a real good job on the on the original version and this version. Yeah. Uh, I don't but, know uh, if you if you if you actually practiced that, and you probably didn't, did you? It sounded like you practiced it, though. No, I just, with the solo we did here, I just kind of went off the cuff, and um, I just done something. I have kind of, and I was playing at the time, I was playing a very, it was a very much scaled down setup compared to what I usually play, because I, I, I've got a seven-piece set of drums, and I, I had sized everything down, and I was only playing one a tom mounted in a snare stand and then a floor tom and the bass drum and snare and of course cymbals and stuff like that but um that was also another influence from molly hatchet um i didn't have the double bass drums to play with like the other guy did but um he that was an influence on setting the drums that way but um they're now they're set up totally different kind of more i call it my zappa set because um a lot of drum drummers i've seen is in particular chester thompson played them all kind of all the way around and that's the way i've got them i've got my first floor tom mounted in a snare stand and it kind of where it goes all the way around but um that's now i'm getting into drum talk but um yeah um i thought the swinging doors track was really good um you you added bass to it afterwards didn't you oh uh, yeah i added i think i did yeah it seems like i added bass to the track uh, after we re- recorded it 
yeah. you know, live, at, well, not live, but, you know, we recorded the, the guitar and the drums together at your house, yeah. Um, and I, I guess we move on to the next one. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. The next one also done at the same, at the same session, uh, at Devin's house, I guess I could talk, I could call it, uh, we're going to make uh, a show live from Devin's house. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Live from Daryl's house. Now it's live from Devin's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. This one's called pretending. Um, this was, uh, pretty much done off of a whim, uh, we we had never even practiced this or even thought about doing it before. We we just know the song so well, um, and I had just learned how to play it at the time, so I just I I, I thought it had a a good groove to it and, and would be good for us to do. And uh, Devin also, you know, obviously plays drums on this one. Uh, I was very surprised uh, with all these uh, the four songs that we did at your house how how it really went you know especially with this one because we had never done this one before yeah so uh what do you think about it brother well um i like it once again i mean it was kind of we started out the song very differently of course from the way clapton did it on journeyman and his 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 subsequent if i can pronounce it man my grammar is terrible but um his subsequent um, live version stuff like that. It was originally started with piano, but um, you we just started it with the chorus, kind of a cold open type deal. And um, yeah, that was it, mainly that was mainly because of because we had we had never done it before. First of all, and second of all, because we didn't have the piano, and we just kind of we didn't. I I couldn't have I could have done the intro part like he does the, the lead part, but. It just I just really didn't think it would sound right. So I just kind of did it like that. What were you going to say, bro? Um, you kind of cut out there. But uh, <laughs> but um, I thought it was a very good, very good version of the track. Um, me, I'm kind of when I play when I'm playing drums, a lot of times when I'm playing stuff by other bands, I'll try to add stuff into the track that maybe the original drummer played in this case steve Ferroni played on the original version but um basically most of the time i try to i try to play pretty much to the way kind of i try to kind of add my own spin on stuff and i mean i'm nowhere near the drummer steve Ferroni is i mean steve Ferroni is a billion times better drummer than i am but um I mean, I just kind of put my own spin to it as far as the drumming goes, but um, I just want to talk about real quick your singing and stuff. I mean, I thought your singing was pretty good on all these tracks. Well, thank you, brother. And now that I'm glad you said that too because it reminded me, uh, this this song and another song that we recorded, Crossroads. We're going to get to that. Uh, I had to record. I had to re-record the. Uh, the vocal track on these because you I sung on it at, at his house but you couldn't really hear me because I, didn't, I don't have a microphone there so I pretty much just had to just redo I mean you know record it later actually I was in the car because <laughs> we went somewhere and then I didn't have anything to do I was sitting in the car by myself so I just recorded this vocal track 
that's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. I didn't even, I mean, from listening to it, I wouldn't have never known that's what you did. I mean, that, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's the story there. But uh, uh, anyway, so so is that all you got to say about that one, brother? Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, awesome track all together. I mean, Clapton version and his version to me. Um, now you go to the next track. All right, brother. This is one, another one that I uh, put together called uh, Start a Fire. I, I wrote this one uh, about a month or two ago, I think. Uh, and it, it was, I was kind of, I had a thing in mind where I was trying to sound like a uh, kind of classic rock thing or kind of like, uh, it has a 38 special kind of sound to it. It sounds like 38 special to me, kind of that inspired. Uh, that's kind of what I, when I was writing the lyrics, it was kind of, that's what I was trying to go for. But uh, what do you think about it, brother? Oh, I, li I like it quite a bit as well. Um, this is one of them, like you said, that you had you had written yourself, and uh, like like I said once again, I think you're a pretty pretty good songwriter. I mean, as for your riffs and structuring a song, I mean, I thought it was a very very good song. Like you said, it kind of invokes a very kind of more classic rock kind of kind of a sort of like a kind of loose type Almond Brothers feel kind of, but um. Yeah, I really enjoy the track, and um, I listened I listened this whole album the other day for the most part. I just kind of the tracks I knew I kind of skipped over. Listen to the ones I didn't, but um, yeah, I like this track quite a bit. And um, move on to the next track, I guess. All right, uh, the next one recorded at at Devin's house, uh, "Wonderful Tonight," which this one I didn't have to record the vocal track again because you can you can you can't hear my voice the best, but I, you know, I recorded it with the headphones in, so you can pretty much hear it all right. So I just left it the way it was. And uh, this one was also kind of done off of a whim, uh, you know, pretty much suggested by me that we do it. So we just did it. And uh, uh, we did uh, we did this one sort of just De I think Devin did a real good job because I don't think we've done this one together before this either or since, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before this, basically, we, on a lot of these, we might play a little bit just to get a feel for it, and then we just kind of take off on it. Yeah. So, uh, all right, what do you have to say about it, brother? Um, I mean, you really pretty much said it best. I mean, it was kind of something, it's kind of a, I guess you could say an impromptu kind of jam. And you, you've done a different version other than the studio version. You'd added some parts from a from one of the live versions, right? Yeah. Okay. But um, I, my drum, the drum part on it, um, pretty much, I was trying to um, do what Jamie Oldacre did on Slow Hand. I used to play it at the place that I play music at, or was playing music at it before it got closed down because of the pandemic. But um, I was playing kind of a straight-up beat, but then I swapped over, and I said, well, I play it more like the studio version, which has kind of got this kind of shuffle-type beat to it. I can't really ex explain without sitting down behind a set of drums to show you, but um, it's kind of got a shuffle-type beat to it, and um, that's the that's the rhythm I use. And and I and not many people after that that I've of the versions that I've heard in Clapton's band 
they don't play it like that a lot of times. They'll play it as a straight ahead beat. And I, I really like I really like songs that you can do that with. That you can kind of it can take different beats, and it I mean it's kind of inter, it's an interesting kind of output, I guess is what you could say toward the um each song with the rhythm and stuff like that but um yeah i like the version quite a bit and um i've played this song uh, many times so i i'm and heard it many times so i knew it but um yeah but i have too yeah i've, I've played it a lot too so that's probably <laughs> why that one went pretty good and also yeah. uh, the way i would describe that drum part is uh it's really more like a triplet feel isn't it yeah sort of like that yeah it's kind of got like a tr- a kind of a loose triplet feel to the hi-hat beat, yeah. Yeah. Well, not straight, but, you know, off and on. Yeah, okay. So, uh, uh, go to the next track. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. All right, we got uh, Crossroads, recorded at uh, Devin's house also. Uh, this one, uh, we had done before, I believe. We we kind of we, this is one we pretty much do every time that we got together, I believe. And uh, uh, I pretty I, I put a lot of distortion on for this one, and uh, I put some organ over it. Yeah. Uh, after afterwards, and some bass, and that's pretty much all I added to it. And I also uh, like the other one, like I mentioned before, I added I had to redo the vocal track because it wasn't loud enough. And other than that, that's that's pretty much it for that one. Pretty straightforward. Uh, I did the chord progression a, a little bit differently, but uh, that's just because I thought it sounded better like that. But uh, to you, brother, what do you think? Um, once again, I think it was a um, very good version of the track. Um, so, something I had actually never played drums for on before, and I was kind of strongly influenced you had sent me a version off of that box that we talked about in our news segment on my channel but um you had sent me that version of crossroads and how ginger baker kind of swapped the rhythm up during the different riffs that clapped and played mm-hmm. and that was something very much i was trying to channel with with playing it and um I liked how you added all the um the keyboards and the bass and everything to it. I thought that was really cool. And you said that you re- re-recorded your vocals there too. Yeah, I did. I did the same thing. I had to do with uh, pretending. Yeah, okay. I had to had to redo it later. Um, yeah, I mean that's a song that's been done so many different ways, so many times. I mean, there's a there, the original Cream version, and I think they did it different ways other than that as well and then you have like the leonard skinner um live version which is an awesome version of the song yeah i agree i I like that one a lot yeah yeah and then molly hatchets covered it on their live in their live shows back in the day and um I, i mean it's a it's a highly kind of covered song i guess is what you could say and um, I liked our version quite a bit. I mean, very like you said, you put distortion in your guitar, and that was it. Kind of made it a pretty, pretty heavy song for what it was on there. And um, but yeah, I liked it quite a bit. And um, this is the last one on here that was featured from mine in your house, right? I mean, my house, right? That's right, brother. Okay, and um, I guess that's pretty much all I got to say that for that one. Um, I mean, 
like I said, there's so many different versions out there. Clapton's done it so many different ways throughout the years as well. But um, go ahead to the next track. All right, brother. Uh, this next one was recorded at, at my house uh, with Devin on piano, a, a change of, of structure, and me on uh, slide guitar. Uh, pretty much uh, Devin did a real good job uh, on the on the piano. Uh, this was definitely off of a whim here. I just I just uh, had learned how to play it on slide guitar, and uh, I, I kind of did it just like Clapton did uh, on a on a performance uh, live at the White House. Uh, is what it's from. I did it kind of like that, and I just kind of added my own little twist to it at times, and then uh, Devin added the rhythm to it. Uh, so I guess that's pretty much. I think it went very well. Uh, what do you think about it, brother? Oh yeah, I think it's uh, a very good version of the song. Um, of course, I played organ, something I've never, I had never done really. I messed around with keyboards and stuff here and there, and I mean, I kind of know the notes on a keyboard, but I really, I'm, I, I'm not proficient at it or anything like it. I can't. I can't play piano at all. I mean, drums is the only thing I can mess with. But, I mean, there was a few mess-ups on my part throughout but um, and that I, that I could tell of. But um, for the most part, I mean, I just tried to keep kind of the simple bass rhythm of the song with the keyboards. And um, I, I did a little bit kind of toward the melody of the song. And um, I thought I did pretty well as well. I mean, for me, I mean, you just told me the key of the song, and that's pretty much where I stayed on each of the keys that were of that particular key of the song. And um, and you added some feels in there too. I noticed. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I kind of added some feels of kind of me melody in there some in places. But um, yeah, but yeah, I thought it was a very good version of the song. I mean, the slide it kicks it off for me right there. I mean, slide. I love slide guitar. I mean, if regardless, I'm, and I thought you did a very good job playing slide guitar on it. And um, yeah, um, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. When you can move on to the next track now, I guess. All right. Uh, the next one, uh, next to the last track on the album called "Bad Michael," the third one that I that I wrote off of this one and. Uh, Pretty much another one where I didn't have anything else to write about, and I had the music, so I wrote about Michael. Um, <laughs> so uh, originally, I was I was kind of aiming for as music-wise, I was more aiming for like a, a pop punk kind of kind of sound. But then it kind of evolved when I started writing the lyrics. I kind of uh, wanted it to more evolve into a kind of heavy metal more type of of sound as far as the music itself. So that's what I kind of did. I kind of just added another part to it and just kind of made it a, a more distorted, distorted, uh, distorted heavy metal feel. What I did, and uh, anyway, uh, what else uh, you got to say about it, brother? Well, um, once again, I mean, the lyrics is what got me. I thought you could write very good lyrics to it. Um, I thought the structure of the song-wise, I mean, you was talking about it, you wanted it to be kind of a more poppier song. To me, that's exactly what it is, kind of a more, kind of a heavy pop track. With a, with kind of more, by heavy, I mean like a lot of heavier guitars and stuff like that. 
But um, I like it. I thought it was a very cool, um, kind of Clapton-esque, kind of heavier pop song, kind of. And um, I thought it was a very cool song. And I like the whole riff and the guitar work you've done throughout it. And um, yeah, that's pretty much. Of course, me and you are both Halloween fans, so that kind of that was that was something that kind of made me laugh at listening to it. But um, yeah, that was kind of the purpose. <laughs> And, but I like it. I like I said. I thought it was very cool. And um, I, I like I said the riff. I thought I think he come up with some pretty cool riffs and stuff like that. But um, I guess go on to the next track. All right. Uh, thank you, brother. The last track on the album uh, was a was a very late addition. Yeah. Addition to the album, um, Free Bird, in which uh, I just kind of I kind of did it off of a whim the other day and i just learned how to play so um, the solo somewhat and so i just uh went through and, and recorded the parts to it and I, t I decided to take the bass off later because uh i sent it to Devin, and he said it sounded better without the drums and i listened to it again i said well it probably sound better just without the bass and just kind of uh, more of a just you know just solo type of feel you know so um What'd you think about this version, brother? Did you listen to it again? Yeah. Um, like like you said, I um I had I had listened to it and I said, well, I it seems to me more if it was a more kind of stripped down version of the song, it would be different, but it would it would sound to me to me without the drums, it would it would be a more atmospheric type version of the song, and um I thought it was a pretty cool song, and um. I mean, Free Bird's a classic Skinner song. I mean, it's been, it's another one of those that's been covered by several artists. Molly Hatchett did a really good version of it back in the day. And, um, I mean, Skinner's still playing it to this day. So, I mean, it, it it's had a lasting effect on everyone, on the, the whole music genre it, or whole music scene itself. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a good version of the song. I mean, very, like you said, kind of a laid-back, kind of stripped-down version of the song. And um, before we move on to final thoughts, I want to go back to the track Start a Fire real quick. And um, I have a drum solo at the end of that song, I just remembered. Um, I had came up with a drum solo and put on it. And um, I had forgot to talk about that. Yeah, I forgot I forgot to write it down, brother. Um, and because that, well, what it was is we were, we were in at school in Rankin's class, automotive class, otherwise. Yeah. And uh, you had recorded this. Uh, I've been encouraging you to record a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, like all my tracks that I recorded, and uh, to and you recorded a drum solo track, uh, like a, a, a pretty long one. I don't know exactly how long it was, at least five oh, or six minutes. But I kind of cut it cut it short. Cause I thought it kind of, I wanted to include a lot of, of of your drum work on the album, so uh, I I kind of added that on to the end of it because I thought it sort of fit, I, I, it kind of fit the groove, you know, and I just kind of wanted to somehow work that in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and um, pretty much, I mean, it was me trying to make kind of a jazz jazzier rhythm with the drums and kind of kind of a jazz type feel to it, and um, that's pretty much all from that that the drums and stuff that um 
that drum solo that I kind of remember doing, I mean, I basically just came up with kind of a more jazz-based rhythm and basically put that together and made it kind of a drum solo. And then I don't know if you thought it was a good idea to put it where I did or not, but that was no, you I know, thought I put, it, was it was good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to work it in there some kind of way because, uh, you know, I, I know you do real good drum solos and all, so uh, I wanted to. And originally on the on the original album, well, not original, but um, kind of the next one we, I had three different different drum solos of Devin's on here but that was only because I had swinging doors that was at Devin's house I had you know the, the one after start a fire and then I had another version of swinging doors the original version but I decided to take it off because you know of the free birds I added and I just kind of replaced it with that because it, it don't really make a lot of sense to have the same song on there twice i guess so that's yeah. kind of the reasoning behind that too and that drum solo that ending drum solo was called bluebird right yeah that's what you named it because that was a setting you had it on on the yeah on the garage band i believe yeah it was the drum setting i believe on there but um yeah i think that was a good um good solo and um i like the kind of um I like the name for the solo Bluebird. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I was at first I was going to make it a track of its own, but then I, I I just thought about it and I was like, well, I don't know if it'll go good like on an album, just like five minute drum solo on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I was thinking, you know, I would just stick it on to something and make it a little shorter, just to yeah. just to for the heck of it, you know? Because yeah. well, mainly because on the track start a fire um i didn't add a guitar solo i could have but it's just when i thought about to do it i'd already ended it and all and i didn't feel like going back and doing it so i just i i, I think it needed to be a little longer it was only like two minutes to start with so i wanted to make the track itself a little bit longer um and that's mainly the reason i added on to that one in particular and as yeah. far as as far as that also uh Kind of, it's the whole album in perspective. Um, I, I didn't do a whole lot of, of guitar work on this. I mean, obviously rhythm and all, but as far as soloing, I, I did a solo on uh, swinging. No, not swinging doors. Uh, I did one kind of on rambling on my mind, sort of. I did one on Wonderful Tonight. I did one on Bad Michael, Free Bird. And I didn't do other than that. I didn't really add a lot of that to it. Um, I just didn't. I just didn't think it would fit the music to to just add like another two or three minute solo onto it. I guess. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, brother? Well, I mean, for the overall album, I thought it was pretty a very good album. And um, there's some unre there was some unreleased stuff that was initially on the first version that wasn't on this one. Like there's a version. Wasn't there a version of Holy Mother by Eric Clapton that was going to be featured on there at one point? Yeah, we were we were messing with that for a while, but uh, I decided uh, it was it was just kind of I, I wanted to feature the, on this album in particular. I wanted to feature the things we did, we recorded in actual real life together. Yeah, because I think that sounds a lot sounded a lot better. And like you said, the the online, not the online, but on the tablet stuff, it kind of has an echo to it or something. 
Are you saying what you said? That's kind of a delay, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you said. Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to feature that stuff because I thought it sounded really good. Basically, this album is made up of stuff that we did together in real life and stuff that I wrote. That's pretty much the album, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, and I think I think it. I, I've got the track listing in a certain order. Um, you know, I guess because I wanted to start it out with with kind of kind of the heavy, well, not heavier stuff, but faster stuff, and then towards the middle, I got more towards the kind of slower, you know, things, and then I, I got more into the blues stuff, and then you know, kind of closed it out with the free bird, which kind of turns out to be fast at the end. So. Yeah, I went fast, slow, fast. I guess you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, <clears throat> I mean that's, I think that's pretty much it, ain't it? Uh, yeah, brother. Um, uh, and I think uh, we we're gonna we're gonna try to make some more albums in the future if you want. To, oh yeah. brother. Oh yeah, and um, I mean you find this album in its entirety on um Stephen Mott's um YouTube page. Um, this will probably be, from what I'm looking at right now, this will be the very first video to go up on the Dunnigan Mott Music and Movie Podcast YouTube page. So, and that would be that would be fitting because it is our, our first album and it should be the first thing that we review, you know, seeing as it's something we did. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, closing out here real quick, I mean, we've got... Um, Today is May the 7th, so um, tomorrow we're going to record another review. I'm going to try to have this review up today and then because uh, I'm not going to have to do a lot of editing or anything like that, if any at all. But um, we've already got on my YouTube channel and on the Anchor Podcasting um, platform, we've got the first episode of the Dunnigan Mo Music and Movie Podcast. And we're reviewing the we were reviewing the album Derek and the Dominoes, Layla and other sorted love songs. But um we've also got another that's gonna go up next week as well to kind of keep things going. But um we're gonna we're I'm gonna try to have this review up today. And um we're gonna record a full on album review tomorrow, hopefully, if everything works right. And um yeah, I hope all of you enjoyed this um this kind of album review of our our album and um yeah that's um pretty much all i have to say you got any final thoughts Stephen? um i would just like to say that i edited this one a lot but i don't think i'm going i'm going to anymore i've said that before but um i think i'm going to leave it the way it is now as the first uh studio album by the swinging doors band if we haven't if we haven't uh mentioned that before our band name is the swinging doors and uh it's basically just me and devin devin on drums and uh me on guitar and uh so far i've been the singer uh but i've been offering him to sing some but uh he doesn't want to play drums and sing at the same time i guess yeah it's it's kind of it's a tad bit complicating to do that. I, I can do it, but I mean, it's a, it's a tad bit complicating looking at the words and trying to sing and play drums at the same time. But I'm, I'm going to eventually hope maybe on the next album we do, I'll, I'll sing some tracks, maybe. 
uh, like there's a song me and you that me and you both know and so we could probably i could probably do that track but um I think I know which one you're talking about, too. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. But um, is that all you got to say? Uh, I had fun uh, doing the album, brother. Oh yeah, we I, I and we're gonna that. have to we're gonna have to record some more stuff. Maybe through that, we got it out now to where we can I can send him a track and he can add some drums to it or whatever. And we're gonna have to record some stuff with that. Maybe an album to be released soon. Yep. But, um, featuring, I'm thinking featuring a lot more uh, drum soloage and drum shreddage by Devin Dunnigan the Great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's pretty much um, all I have for this. And um, like I said, I'm going to try to have it up today on our YouTube channel. This is hopefully going to be the first on our actual YouTube page. And um, like I said, go check out both of our um, YouTube pages. I've got uh, many rev- many different types of reviews on my some re- uh, reaction video, um, news, um, all kind of stuff on the Devin Dunnigan um, YouTube page. Um, we've got a, a commentary that me and Steven has done. It'll be up pretty soon. We're talking about doing two at one time. We started doing we did we did one movie and then we seeded right into another, but that that part of the review got interrupted or the commentary got interrupted. So that won't we're gonna do it again and I'm possibly probably gonna edit that into that previous commentary and that will be my season finale on the YouTube page, but that won't be up until probably probably two weeks from now or, or a week from now or something like that. But um, I've got a whole bunch of different material. It's now the Danger Zone reviews. So um, I'm, I'm going to take a break to focus more on this podcast. And then I'm going to eventually kind of go back into the um, go back into the whole reviews and stuff. Like I've got some in mind for next season. But um, what about you, Stephen? You got any upcoming um, adventures in your podcasting or whatever? Uh yeah, I I've got a, I got a podcast going now called uh, Michael's Horror Stories. Yeah, and basically it's me making up stories, uh, kind of on the comical side, um, uh, not really to be taken too seriously. Oh, <laughs> uh, and usually uh, it's going to end up Michael killing someone, with the exception of the one Devin was in, in which Devin <laughs> kills Michael. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, pretty much, spoiler alert, Michael's going to pretty much wind up winning in the end and kill the people at the end. And I'm going to add about 10 or so videos on that podcast. And you can find that on Spotify and a couple of other things, uh, whatever you get uh, your podcast at. I believe that's, that's about all of my future endeavors as far as my podcast goes, brother. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, that, um, that seems like, um, that's it for today. We just decided to come on here and do kind of a review of our own album. And, um, yeah, um, that's pretty much all I've got. And, um, I'm trying to think of something else to say. I mean, with this whole pandemic out there, I mean, 
stay at home and be safe is the only thing really I can say. And I just thank you for listening to this podcast and um, like the video, comment, subscribe. This also probably go up on the anchor podcasting platform as well. But um, I mean, like, listen, subscribe, share, and um, thank you all so much. God bless you. And as I say in my reviews, see you next time.